Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Was it then satisfying to leave at your peak? No. Or is it... It's maddening, you know, because I felt like we could have won seven. Uh, I really believe that. We may not have, but man, just not to be able to try—that's that's that's something that you know I just can't accept. For whatever reason, I just can't accept it. series from ESPN, The Last Dance. I could have gone on for ten more episodes. Five more weeks of this. I could handle that. Not a problem by any stretch of the imagination. Michael Jordan there being interviewed towards the end. Just couldn't accept it. But again, we know the, the drive that Jordan has. Welcome back. The Bill Michael Show continues. We certainly appreciate you uh, taking a listen to us no matter where you're at, uh, whether it's uh, via the terrestrial airwaves or on our radio.com app. Appreciate it as always. Joining us now, our good buddy Dan Bernstein, host of the Dan Bernstein Show on 670 The Score in Chicago. He saw this up close and personal at Dan underscore Bernstein. Dan, how you been? Good, Bill. What's happening, man? Well, we're just getting through the uh, the coronavirus. Hopefully we all come out of it better, but at least we've had the last dance to keep us occupied. So you tell me, living it up close and personal, uh, one, uh, the recollection of memories as you watch this unfold, and two, how close to the script uh, to actual reality was it? I think they did a really nice job with a lot of this and even understanding whatever tacit editorial control Michael Jordan had, whether he wielded it or not. It certainly looms over how we view this as storytelling or or journalism. But really good job, I thought, because it it did convey Jordan's pathological competitiveness. And it's it's just amazing to hear how how that keeps getting reconciled by these people. Oh, sure, he, he treated me horribly and he abused me and he was a jerk, but he was just trying to make me better. It's sort of like what we hear from guys who play for Bobby Knight or who have uh, abusive drill instructors. Oh, it's just making a man out of me. So that was, that was all real. Jordan was very, very difficult to, to work with. If you were a, a teammate or could be, he had his, his charming moments too. And we certainly got to see those. I also think it did a, they did a very good job of portraying how heavy that season felt. That, the, that second three-peat, those of us who were there pretty much every day, knew that it was the last one wasn't fun. It, it, was, it was work. And the fact that they won the title with everything that was going on, with so many forces pulling them apart, and how, how difficult it was, what a grind it was. The actual basketball got so tough. We had a bunch of players physically struggling older players in decline and Jordan among them. I, I, I do think they did a good job capturing the, the weight of all that they were carrying around that season. Was there anything 
That now I I talked a little bit about what was left out. What I know, what I would love to have seen. I would have loved to have seen the punches flying in practice with Steve Kerr and Wennington and that side of it. I I thought maybe they might delve into that a little bit more. I would have loved to have seen an expansion of the story when Michael Jordan's father passed and and dealing more and more with the innuendos and what the weight might have been on his shoulders at the time. And, and I would th- those are some of the things that I would love to have seen more of. Was there something knowing the behind the scenes that you know? that you wanted to see more of that maybe they didn't go deep enough into oh there's there's so many directions because there's with a finite amount of time it, it's impossible to do the whole thing justice i was a little disappointed that luke longley wasn't involved because he was one of my favorite guys on that team to talk to just a, a an, an upbeat and interesting guy we got a lot of steve kerr and Steve was phenomenal, and, and, and the way they told that story last night was, I think, some of the best filmmaking of the entire documentary, how they wove that in and how they used video. That was, that was really just from a, from a pure documentarian perspective. I thought that was really some of the best work that they did. But I was disappointed that there wasn't more of, of Luke Longley and maybe understanding Tony Kukoc a little bit and understanding how he fit in and how he was he was whipsawed by these by, by these cross currents of relationship to to Jerry Krause and and what he, where his career was at the time he was one of the few guys actually on the rise at that point he was one of the few guys getting better at basketball at, at that point along the way and, and really learning the NBA game and he was he was caught up in some things that were just much bigger than he could ever understand and I think it took him time to deal with it but I, I would have liked to have seen more actual video of Mike on the golf course and, and there's some of that they show yeah. him in the cart and they show him taking a swing really some of him palling around and and, and laying down the, the, the Nassau's with all of those guys on the course would have been nice but yeah, you're always going to be left wanting, right? There's always going to be something else, something more, something that you you said. You know, maybe whether it's you know Ron Harper and and what he meant to that team as well. So, sure, there are. But like you say, it's been a gift from the from the content gods, and I've been enjoying it as a fan. I've been enjoying it obviously as as a talk show host with all that it's given us to discuss, and then reminiscing about being in the middle of some of those uh, some of those reporting scrums. So, uh, by the way, we're talking with Dan Bernstein, host of the Dan Bernstein Show on 670 The Square out of Chicago. The, uh, one of the things I watched Twitter blow up last night when he talked about the food poisoning, the rumor had always been there. I think it was the trainer that had said, no, Michael had food poisoning. It wasn't the flu. And that rumor, that myth, if you will, was finally confirmed last night. Was there anything else out of this docuseries that confirmed some of the thought process that maybe you weren't really sure as to what had happened? We were pretty on most of this stuff, um, even down to that they, where Terry Boards had told the story on our airwaves too of the the All Star Game freeze out, the Isaiah Thomas stuff about just how far back some of the bad blood went, and I know they didn't say it specifically. But Terry had that story because he was on an elevator with some of Magic Johnson's people who they were talking about what they were going to do and uh, was, was standing there overhearing some of this stuff. So, I mean, I, and I had just known it off the record from him about how all that went down and what caused some of this enmity between Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. But, yeah, the, the bad pizza, that was in the bloodstream fairly soon that there was talk of that. And it's really still incredible because of how they tell they told the story and tim grover saying if five guys showed up we thought it was sketchy well first of all 
he ate the damn thing anyway. So that's on him. Right. And he must he must have been really hungry. And second of all, what what are they getting close to alleging might have happened? Like how how would someone poison a pizza on purpose in a way that they know would just make somebody sick? I mean, it just that was all kind of shady and they, they left a lot hanging as to what they think was afoot there. And I don't I don't I couldn't tell from the way it was edited what they might have been halfway toward alleging. I completely agree. I'd said it in the segment prior to having you on. I said they walked right up to the line and did everything but accuse them of actually poisoning the pizza in some way, shape, or form. But, you know, again, it was five guys trying to look in to see if it was Michael Jordan and kind of giggling, and the next thing you know, Michael ends up curled up at a ball, throwing up and having everything else go wrong with him, and I I found that compelling as well. So once it ended, um, I had said last night my, my feelings on this, I, I somewhat was melancholy. I don't know why. Maybe it was because they didn't have a chance to do it again. Uh, and I also was left wanting more. I want, I want more behind the scenes. But uh, I agree with you. I thought it was extremely well done. You go into it knowing that Michael Jordan has his fingers in it because of the portrayal of which he chooses. Uh, was there anybody you thought that was done a disservice in this, in this docuseries? Not by the filmmakers. I do think there are some people who, who came away uh, lesser, and I think Scottie Pippen is one of those guys. He had an opportunity to say that had he the chance to do it all over again, that he would have entered the game and would have inbounded the ball with 1.8 seconds left instead of sitting out. The fact that he stopped short of that, I, I think, was, was uh, unfortunate because why wouldn't you want it to be different? And he said, I wish it didn't happen. But if it, if I had it to do all over again, I wouldn't change anything. That doesn't right. make any sense to me, and I just that that bothered me and disappointed me. And obviously, it, it's easy to villainize Jerry Krause because he he made it that way. He had terrible people skills, and he was he had no sense of of proper public relations or larger politics, and he could be a, a an odd and spiteful man. So I think it's obvious that as he has no chance to defend himself, it would have been nice to hear him talk about how he feels in hindsight, how some of this went down as well. But I I hope people understand that there wasn't going to be a seventh championship. They can say all they want about, I wish this, I wish that, but all of the actual facts of the case, let alone the business of bringing everybody back. And they would have to have asked Scottie Pippen, to again at the expiration of the deal that made him so resentful to take another under market deal to be under the cap that wasn't happening and mm-hmm. the fact that Pippen's back he was never the same player ever he was, he was shocked he was never right. after those surgeries close to what he was Rodman only played 35 more NBA games Jordan was clearly on the decline looking statistically at what we can see now for efficiency ratings off it was his worst full season and even when he was quote unquote healthy he was he was on, on the way down. There was so much that was just probably not going to happen, and it's what made the fact that they won that championship so remarkable because they were leaking oil then. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, Dan, before I let you go, I'm going to change topics on you. I know this wasn't expected, but I know the baseball guy that you are. Baseball comes out over the weekend and says, here's the parameters by which we can start. The underlying current is still obviously the monetary aspect of this. In your opinion, do you feel baseball will be back in some way, shape, or form this, this season still? 
From everybody I talked to, I, I wish I could give you a yes or no on that, but even the conversations I've had with people w- within baseball from players' side and from management side, they have absolutely no idea. And just going through the nuts and bolts of this proposal and the details of this proposal, Bill, what I keep getting back to is it looks miserable. It doesn't right. look like it's fun. They might be able to play, but this this game, there there is a, there's a, a nature to this game that you're taking away entirely. It's, it, if they want to sort of hurry this back and do everything properly – pursuant to checking every one of these boxes regarding proper public health, what are we really watching and and what are we asking these guys to do? I think the players are going to think long and hard, even taking the economic piece out of it, that you can't shower after games. They can't have a conversation. The first baseman can't talk to the runner on first. There are, I don't know what form of baseball this is actually going to be and what we're clamoring to have back per these rules. Yeah, I, the the way I looked at this when I got done reading it was, they're trying to get the game back so nobody loses all their money. That that was it. Uh, it wasn't like, hey, we want it back because the country needs it or because these guys genuinely want to play baseball. It's because we need to make the money, and, and that that's the way I walked away from looking at that proposal, thinking, I, I just like you, I don't know what sense of a baseball. I mean, it, it's great for the American public to be able to consume competitiveness. But to me, I thought, yeah, you're going back on the field just because you don't want to lose your money. That was it. Which is, and, and I get that. I don't begrudge professional sports from doing that. They are professional sports. The problem that I have is when we start hearing what the what college football is talking about, and hear some of the people that run college football about, well, maybe we can have games, or we can get them back even if we don't have our, our students on campus. When you're talking about the the assumption of and resumption of some of the stuff using the free labor cartel that the NCAA is, that's when I have a problem. That's when you're pushing people around, strong-arming people, and you're playing fast and loose with people's health just because you can. That's the greed to me that's more pernicious. I don't mind it. In fact, I expect it from professional sports. I understand exactly why they're doing it. But when we start seeing some of the same stuff coming from major revenue-generating college sports, that, that gets a little ugly in my opinion. No doubt about it. Dan, always great to talk to you. Glad you're safe. You guys are doing well. We'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Be well, man. Thank you. Thanks, pal. Talk to you later. There you go. Dan Bernstein from 670 The Score down in Chicago. Some great stuff regarding the last dance. And I listen to Dan. Dan's a, Dan's a baseballophile, man. If, if I'm going to ask anybody whether or not they're going to get a season back, I'm going to ask Dan a little bit about it. Host of the Dan Bernstein sto- show on 670 The Score there. And uh, well, if you're in the, the Milwaukee market or, you know, areas beyond, you could probably pick that up at some point or another, too. Uh, thanks to Dan for joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them. 844 Pride to go to schneiderjobs.com this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.